Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And uh, it's good to be with you once again. And I'll tell you what, folks, it's hot outside. It is truly, truly hot outside. Now, we're here up in Texas, and uh, but I've heard that it is hot all over the place. But I'll tell you what, there's a place hotter. It sure enough is a place hotter, and that is hell. And we don't want to go there. And so we ought to be mindful of the things that God's Word says and apply ourselves accordingly, allowing the Word of God to take root in our soul that we may be all that the Lord calls us to be. And we've been looking at um, uh, Proverbs 6. We have been uh, here looking at the seven things that God hates. And a lot of folks have a hard time believing that God would hate anything, but God certainly does. And so we've been looking at those things, and we have now found ourselves uh, just kind of camping out here, if you will, uh, looking at hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. And so before we go into this, let's be mindful uh, to make our way to our Heavenly Father. And uh, we can't do anything without Him. We can't be guided to do what's right. We can't even study the Word of God properly without the Lord's guidance. We need God to guide us and lead us. So it is always a wise thing to ask God to guide you as you study the Word of God. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessed day that you've given us. And let us be mindful that the heat outside don't even compare to the heat in hell. And that we would be uh, diligent about our Father's business, that we would make our lives as a living sacrifice, as the book of Romans says in chapter 12, a living sacrifice given to you. Lord, I pray that each and every day that we will be uh, mindful to um, carry the things out that please you, that honor you, that glorify your name. And with that said, Lord, we're looking at the seven things that the Word of God says that you hate. And we are here with the words, hands that shed innocent blood. So God, guide my tongue, guide my thoughts, guide my way, uh, Lord, as I speak about your word let it be your words and not mine in jesus name we pray amen and amen and so uh, as we look into this and we further delve into what god hates we've been talking about um the, the hands that shed innocent blood now there are certainly uh reasons to understand and know that every one of us are guilty of this uh, sin that God hates. You say, well, I certainly have never shed innocent blood, but we've all uh, been guilty of um, shedding the blood of Jesus Christ uh, due to our sin. Our failure as human beings has led us away from the Lord Almighty, and God has been so gracious and kind to us to make a way for each and every one of us uh, to make amends with him and to make peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, but it was through the shedding of his blood. You see, the Lord died for each and every one of us, and because of our sin, the blood had to be shed. There had to be a blood sacrifice made. Now, there's a lot of folks that don't understand that, 
And we're not going to get all uh, up into that lesson because that's a lesson in and of itself. But Jesus is worthy of all the praise and the worship and the honor because his blood was pure. There was no blood like Jesus' blood, and there never will be. Um, his blood was pure. And because we take Jesus Christ by faith and allowing his blood to be applied to our heart, Jesus Christ will come in and wash us clean and allow us to stand before God in peace. Amen. And so we want to endeavor as we uh, come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're new in the Lord, um, we uh, want to encourage you to study the Word of God, to find uh, those who will teach the truth of God's Word to you and uh, impart the Word of God, uh, all the counsel <laughs> of the Word of God. We don't want to be leaving anything out. You've got a lot of false teachers out there, and we want to be very careful of that, not to fall into that uh, the hands of a, a false teacher that will lead you and guide you away from, from the truth. But here we find that in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, we find the things that God uh, hates, as the Word of God says. And Solomon, Solomon, King Solomon, he is the one that penned these words. Um, and I would like to, before we delve into uh, this word, I would like to read something that I saw here, and uh, it, uh, let's see if I've got uh, in the right place here, and I marked it, all right, ah, here we are, okay, so this is something to, to uh, allow our minds to ponder over for a moment, uh, this particular person wrote this. Uh, it's a commentary, and uh, it's certainly not mine. I don't want to give any thought or, or word to, to thinking that it's mine. I don't want anybody to think that, in other words. But it says that the path that leads to immorality is a slippery one indeed. Flattering lips and a deceitful uh, set of invitations and alluring pleasures, they all lead to one inescapable end, and that is destruction. And so we need to look and we need to see what are those things that we're lured by? What are we lured by? What are, uh, what are the things that um, are sent our way that are really deceitful invitations? We've got to be careful. We've got to be mindful of those things. But I, I, I do want to uh, talk just for a moment about this uh, one thing that God says he hates, and that's the hands that shed innocent blood. Now, uh, as I said, you know, we're all responsible for the blood of Jesus Christ uh, being shed and uh, being nailed to that cross. It is our sin. Each and every one of our sins sent him there. But as we come to the Lord and we ask forgiveness, the Lord is sure to forgive us. And then, therefore, we are no longer um, responsible for that bloodshed. But these words here that are penned here, there is a specific meaning of understanding that there are those who are innocent, uh, whose blood uh, has been shed or would be or could be shed. Uh, last week when we started on this, we talked about children. You know, they're some of the most innocent that there are on the face of this earth, as well as uh, newborn children, 
uh, toddlers, little ones, uh, you know, so many of them um, that uh, have not even so much as learned uh, any words to speak yet, let alone foul words or disrespectful words or um, any other kind of sinful word. But um, we want to understand and know that even so, uh, there are those that are in the womb that have maybe not come to um, the, the fullness of a human that would be able to be viable out of the womb. But nevertheless, uh, we all start at conception. Yes, we do. And there are a lot of folks out there who won't disagree with that, and you've got your right to be wrong. <laughs> but uh, we all start at conception. And whether whatever space and place we are in the womb, uh, we're innocent. We have not done anything wrong to the person uh, that uh, is, shall we say, the host of that child, uh, the womb that is carrying that what will be one day a viable human being so we talked about that we talked about the innocence of, of children but today i just want to talk to you for a moment about the shedding of innocent blood and i want to tell you uh, something that i witnessed uh, this was a few years ago and uh, you know as i was praying today and i was asking the lord to guide me uh, into what i would say today and the lord reminded me of this particular thing that uh, that i saw and uh so i'm just going to tell this little story and then uh, and it is a true one uh and then we're going to um uh, let it go at that and so it is this that uh, we uh in our ministry that we had in the uh, state of washington we had a church that we had there that we pastored and um, we had an el elder daughter, an older daughter rather. Uh, she had her own apartment, and uh, she happened to come over. I believe it was on a Friday night, and uh, I don't know. We may have been having pizza and um, you know whatever, visiting or watching a movie or whatever we could do when we could find decent movies to watch. That's a rather difficult thing to do anymore. Uh, but uh, anyway. She had come over and she had spent the night, and uh, and she said, "Well, I I didn't bring my clothes to change because she was thinking, you know, for church the next day because we have uh, we have our worship we had our church service on Saturday, still do." And uh, she said, "Well, Dad, I I didn't bring change clothes because I was thinking I was going back home, but it's getting late, so she was just going to spend the night." And I said, "That's okay. I'll I'll take you home in the morning uh, before church." And uh, that way you can get your church clothes and come on back to the house uh, because I've got some things I need to do and then you can get ready here. And so um, so that's what we did. And so the next morning got up and got around and uh, headed over towards her apartment. And I had, you know, no no clue. There's nothing uh, to give me any indication whatsoever. I, I did not hear sirens. I did not um, have any indication whatsoever of what I was about to encounter and see. And I turned down one of the main roads that was leading to her apartment. And as we turned on that road and I looked to the left and uh, it just it stunned me because I saw, uh, I didn't know if it was a man or a woman, but I saw two different bodies. Uh, one was laying in the parking lot uh, 
of a business that was there. Um, and uh, there was two police cars there at that moment in time, but there really, it had just happened. It had happened just a few minutes before. And uh, they had covered both the persons up. One was in the road and one was uh, next to a car in the parking lot. And I looked over and I could see the blood running out from under the blanket or whatever it was and could tell that it was near the head, uh, blood running out on both of these bodies. And uh, they were dead. They were not um, alive, obviously. They had covered them completely. And there was really no, actually, you didn't even hear sirens yet. It was just something that somebody had called and apparently the police had just gotten there and had just uh, made a way to cover the bodies as quickly as possible. And I was so stunned and so overwhelmed, and I pulled off the side of the road, and I just began to weep and cry um, because I realized that these people, whoever they were, uh, their families were going to be weeping. And uh, so it took me a bit, and my daughter and I, we sat in the car and we prayed, praying for these families. And and uh, after a while, we uh, went on our way. We could see other police cars were coming, and we went on our way and uh, took her back another way. I, I didn't want to have to visualize it again. And uh, took her on home. But, you know, I got to thinking, you know, what a sad, sad thing it is because no doubt these people, uh, I figured, had been shot by the way that everything looked uh, with the blood running out and then somebody in the middle of the road, a cross road that was there, somebody else uh, was actually in the middle of the road and they were dead as well. But the next day in the newspaper, uh, article came out talking all about it. And uh, this was the sad Part. It's always sad when somebody dies, and it's always sad when somebody dies at the hands of someone else, and they're completely innocent. But this is what God is saying that he hates. He hates the shedding of innocent blood. And so I began to read the article the next day that came, a very large article that came out, um, and it began to talk about the two that died. And sure enough, they had been shot, one of them the one that was laying near the car that I saw near the car, she had been shot in the head. And then the one that was shot in the, that was laying in the middle of the road had been shot multiple times because she was running, trying to run away from the one that was shooting. And what the story was is that both of these young ladies worked uh, at this check cashing place and apparently um, by the next day, I believe it was, they had apprehended the one that murdered them. He had previously worked there and uh, had knowledge of the time when they would arrive and all of that. And, you know, these two ladies, they had lives that was full of uh, other people, family members. The, the one that was laying near her car that was shot in the head, she was a mother. She had young children. And... You know, she was just getting up to go to work uh, to help her and her husband. You know, both worked. But she worked this job. She was a manager of, of this check cashing place. And then the young lady that was laying in the road 
that was running away from him as he began to shoot, and he shot uh, the manager. Uh, she had come, and she had just gotten there. They had both just gotten there and was unlocking the door uh, to work. They were going to work, and they got there early before the customers would get there. And um, when the person showed up, I guess, with the gun and began to... Um, tell them they were going to open the door and he was going to take money and so on but it went awry and I guess she they both took off running and uh, so this mother here she is she's laying next to her car she's shot in the head and she's innocent she's just going to work that's all she was doing she was just going to work. She was just going to work to make money to help keep her family supported. Both her and her husband worked. The story came out. She was a mother of young children. And those children later that day had to find out that their mother was no longer coming home. All because... Innocent blood was shed. All because innocent blood was shed. And then the young lady that was laying in the middle of the road, she happened to attend the church that was next to our house. Little did I know. And I found that out just a couple of days later. I was talking about the funeral services that were going to be planned. And that young lady, she never had the opportunity to be married never had the opportunity to be a mother but she was an aunt and she had nieces and nephews and and her nieces and nephews loved her they cared about her she was somebody that was uh, you know there for them and she showed love and care to them just like the mother and just like this mother she was also a wife to this husband of hers and both of these lives are wiped out because somebody had a mind to have no value for life. It was at the expense of them wanting to take gain that didn't belong to them. And he shed innocent blood. Now, were they, you know, innocent in that uh, you know, they had no sin in their life. Well, those those things are between them and God. But the thing of it is, what the Lord is talking about is these these there are people out there that are just innocently in uh, certain places, certain areas. I've heard since uh, we've moved to the Houston area, where uh, people have just been at the ATM, just innocently there to take money out for whatever they're going to do. And then there's people that come along and because they try to rob them and one thing leads to another and it doesn't work out and somebody ends up getting shot and an innocent person dies. Innocent blood is shed. And God looks at this as something that he hates. And rightly so. Because innocent blood means they were not guilty of harming you. They were not guilty of hurting you. 
but people who shed innocent blood. You have taken a life and you have hurt not only that person, but everybody attached to them. All of their family that's affected and all of their friends and their co-workers that are affected because of innocent blood being shed. You say, well, preacher, you know, you have this podcast listed as a, a podcast geared towards those who want to study the Word of God, who want to know the Word of God and, 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 and you know, really get involved with it and study it and, and, and look at the, the, the in-depthness of the Word of God. But I understand that there are people out there that will move towards um, looking at any and every podcast that they can, and especially Christian podcasts. There are people that will go on Christian podcasts just to listen to them so they can turn around and slam whatever they're saying. Hmm? And so we've got to be mindful, folks, very, very mindful that there are people out there that have no mind to think at all that this life which they are approaching, that they may be getting ready to, to take out. There are people out there that don't have a problem shedding innocent blood. It's disturbing. It's very, very disturbing. But why are we in such a place that you see this so prevalent that even a mother that's carrying a child would take such drastic steps. A, a, a child that's never spoken a word of negativity, a child that has never had a moment to live and take that innocent child's life. You say, oh, well, you know, it's not really a child. Oh, you know that it is. And you know how I know you know any person that aborts a child. I know that you know that because of the fact that you get an abortion. Because you know that if you leave whatever you want to call it, you can call it a glob, you can call it, oh, just a glob of sales, you can call it whatever you want, but you full well know if you leave that in the womb that it will be a viable human being that is able to live outside of the womb, you see. So you do know that it is not just a clump of cells because you full well know that eventually, you know, it's usually nine months or so, the gestation in the womb, that that which you call just a clump of cells, that you want to say, well, it's just not viable as a human, didn't you start somewhere? Didn't you start as a clump of cells? And then, once they're born, I said this last uh, podcast, I'll say it again. You know how many children I've seen born to parents, natural parents, their own natural parents, that do not have this feeling that they should have inside of them the Bible talks about where people would have no natural affection. 
They no longer have that. Now, I know a lot of people have used that and they've uh, turned it around in different directions. But if you look it up, it's talking about uh, that, that feeling that you should have towards your kinsmen. And, and, and so if you've got people out there in the world that will walk up to a stranger because they want to rob a place and they don't have a problem in shedding innocent blood because they have no value in it, what does it say to our society now that we've gotten to a place where even a child that's not even born yet, that's not even completely formed yet, a child that is not completely formed, a baby not completely formed yet, but step by step is being formed, just as God said. How is it that we've gotten to the place to where it's just so comfortable to be able to remove them as if they are of no value. The Lord said, choose life. Amen. And Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. What about that child's life? What about that baby in the womb and its life? What about all of these lives that have already been born and they've lived for a while? They've got their lives set in a certain direction just as this mother and this aunt who was also someone's daughter, who was also someone's granddaughter as well as the mother. How is it that we've gotten to the place in society that life doesn't mean what it used to? You see, this is why God hates the shedding of innocent blood because we get to the place to where we don't look at the innocent as innocent. We, we, we look at uh, life in such a, on such a slant, such a, almost a wicked, evil slant. We, we, we don't see it like we ought to. Do you have a mind to be concerned whether or not what you have said has hurt someone? Do you have a mind to think, well, what came out of my mouth could have really hurt that person, but I don't care because of uh, they said this, and, and so I'm going to get back at them. And you say something more hateful, more destructive. Hmm? The shedding of innocent blood. How many people are going to be responsible for the shedding of blood when you didn't even shed it yourself. You say, what you talking about? Well, I know for a fact that there are many, many people. Let me explain to you this way on a more personal level, and then I'll be done. I have said to people on this podcast more than one time that I attempted suicide when I was uh, 14. I was not quite 15. I was three months away from being 15. And the things that have been said to me and the things that have been done over and over, repeatedly, repeatedly. I grew up in the day when people said, oh, sticks and stones may break your bones and names will never hurt me. Do you know that's a bold-faced lie? Things that people say can be very damaging and destructive to other people. And we've gotten to a place where we have this mindset that it doesn't matter what we say, we're going to say what we're going to, you know, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. But, you know, 
as I was growing up, there were people that were saying horrible things to me. And, you know, I would go down to the school bus stop and kids laughing and calling me name. You know, maybe one or two people, uh, it was their turn to zero in on me and the rest of them are laughing. And, uh, you know, it can be humiliating and devastating. And um, there's people out there right now that you call yourself a Christian and you've said things to people that are so hurtful and so painful and you just don't care. And the Lord, He sees this. But let me say something to you. Do you know this is a precursor? It's a precursor because it's a precursor to if the Christians don't have a mind to be careful what they say to others and they don't really care how they speak to others and what they say and how it hurts the person or how it may really devastate the person with what we say, then where does the world have to turn if the church can't live like we ought to? Where do they have to turn to look to? You say, well, why, why bring all that up? Why even say all that? Because people have gotten to a point where shedding innocent blood doesn't matter. Why is that? You know, the Bible says that men's hearts are worse, worse and worse. But I'm going to submit this to you. Part of the reason why that men's hearts will wax worse and worse, I honestly believe, in no uncertain terms. The reason is because even the Christians themselves or people that will call themselves Christians have got themselves so far out of the light of the Lord that the world has nowhere to look. Nowhere to look for the true light of Jesus Christ. Jesus said to love your enemies. Did he not? Sure he did. Do we do that? Do we follow through with that so that the world can see us honestly, truly, as, as, as those that follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we honestly showing the world that we love our enemy? It's something we've got to think about. It's something we've got to ponder. It's something we really have got to mull over in our mind and allow ourselves to think about that. Are you a true Christian? Do you really, really have a mind to follow what Jesus said? Or is it just what you say in your mind and how you have decided that in your world you're going to do it your way even though you say you follow Jesus Christ? You see, because when the church gets off balance and the church doesn't follow the steps of Jesus Christ, they don't follow in the steps of the Lord, then the world has nowhere really to turn when the true light is not shown. And it can create such havoc in the world. Hmm? The light has, the church, what, what, what does it talk about in the word? It's, it, it's, it's not to be something that's hidden. The light should not be hidden. You know, there's a song we used to sing a long time ago. This little light of mine. And it said, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, 
let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And then there's a verse that says this, hide it under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. I'll hide it under a bushel, no. And everybody would shout, no, very loudly. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We've got to let our light shine. We've got to let people know life is valuable to God. And it's got to start with us. It's got to start with the church of the living God. We've got to be willing to say, hey, life means something. But do you know how many people that claim to be Christian have got to the place and the point to where they do not value life like they used to? Why do you think the world would if we don't? And if you don't think that ain't happening, you've got your head in the sand like an ostrich. You've got to pull your head out of the sand. And look to the word of God. Amen. Oh, you knew I had to get my hand slammed down at least one time today. Amen. And so with that said, I would like to close with this. With a question. Do you value life? What happens when you hear about maybe somebody being murdered in your town? Does it just go in one ear and out the other, or does it really bother you? Have you gotten so commonplace that it just doesn't affect you anymore? Or does it lead you to prayer and say, God, help us? Because the shedding of innocent blood is just becoming more commonplace. And in our hearts, those of us who, who have that Holy Ghost down in us, Lord, don't let us get comfortable with that. Don't let us, Lord, be comfortable with the shedding of innocent blood. Amen. And so with that said... I would like to ask you and encourage you to listen to our podcast again this coming Friday. And we're going to continue on. We're going to talk again. We're not done. We'll talk a little bit more about the shedding of innocent blood. Amen. And I would like to also encourage you to uh, look up uh, our ministry called the Eunuch Ministry. And the word eunuch is spelled E as in Edward, U, N, as in Nancy, U, C, as in cat, H, as in hot. Eunuch, the eunuch preacher. Amen. The eunuch preacher ministry. Is in it. Uh, you can just Google the eunuch ministry uh, it uh, or the eunuch preacher, excuse me. Uh, it's called the Eunuch Preacher, the ministry, but it is a ministry that we have um, been brought to bear before uh, the people of the greater Houston area. That's what God's called us to do. And um, so with that said, you can go and you can Google it, and the letter of each of those words, the Eunuch Preacher, the letter of each of those words, the words are separated, the Eunuch Preacher, each letter is capital at the beginning of the word for you to be able to Google it. And then, of course, if you found this ministry, uh, you were able to look up God's whole word. And that's all in caps. You can also uh, Google that up. All in caps, God's whole word. Because we endeavor to um, 
teach the whole word of God. And, and, and you know, we are going to pose questions. We're going to say things. We're going to uh, bring things out uh, in the light that uh, sometimes it might feel a little uncomfortable. But what does God need to do to you? What does God need to do to me to allow us to really and truly value life like we ought to? You know, life means something. It really does. God gave us life. He gave us life that we might uh, come to know Him, to know the Lord Jesus Christ, to put our faith in Him, and to walk with Him. And not only uh, to walk with Him, but to walk with Him as He's called us to walk. You know, the Bible says that we have to be in the light as He is in the light. You can't walk in your own light. You don't get to do that. I don't get to do that. We've got to walk in the light as He is in the light. That's what the Scripture says. We must walk in the light as He is in the light. And I can assure you with no uncertainty in my soul that the Bible said, choose life. Amen. I heard a preacher not long ago, and I'm going to close with this. And he just chopped the Word of God up in such a vicious manner and you say why why you talk about preachers like that i'm not talking about preachers i'm talking about false preachers there's a difference there is a difference in preachers and false preachers and so the apostle paul said their mouths must be stopped and so i'm going to say something about this one particular preacher and he began to talk about abortion as though it was something that Christians could do and that God even gave us the ability by completely twisting what God said when he said choose life. And he went on to say, see, God allows us to choose. If we, if we choose to end that life, then we can choose to do that. And if we choose not to, then we... That's how he twisted it up. That's a bold-faced lie. Truth is truth. Hmm? Let God's word be true and every man a liar. Amen. We don't get to do what we want and say what we want and, and tell the word as we want. No, God values life. Amen. And so with that said, I'm out. God bless you. And may the Lord keep you until we meet again.